Welcome to I Don't Have My Shit Together, the podcast. My name is Georgia Fordyce and I'm here to show that I don't have my shit together so you don't have to either. So without further ado, let's get into the podcast and not have our shit together together. Hi friends, welcome back to the podcast or welcome to the podcast if you're new, welcome everybody's welcome here. I am going to keep this intro so short because the episode or the interview is really long but it's so good and it's an episode I always wanted to do if I got a podcast again, started a podcast again. So I hope that you enjoy it. Um, If you want any updates on my week probably go to TikTok or Instagram. put a very funny story about when I went to run club this week on my TikTok so go and have a a watch of that Um, but apart from that I'm just gonna go on to the interview because she's long but I love it I love this conversation I've been waiting to have it and I hope that you enjoy well I would say I hope you can relate but also not one tiny thing before I get into the interview is if you haven't seen already I've created hoodies with the podcast logo on them and it's just an iconic phrase anyway to like have on a hoodie podcast or not so I'm also selling them they're officially for sale I'm going to put the link below so you can get onto the website and access the order form and look at the different color options um but yeah I'd love if you guys got one and anyway enjoy the episode here we go I am so excited to introduce not one, but two guests today here with me. I have Frankie and Ashley. Frankie is a professional actress, social media manager and content creator and all-round creative human. Ashley is also a professional actress, communications officer for a top theatre group and a life coach. Both of these amazing women also have their own podcast called the Gorgeous Gorgeous Girls Podcast, where they become your internet besties and talk all things that gorgeous, gorgeous girls love. Last but not least, these are two of my beautiful best friends. Please welcome to the show, Frankie and Ashley. Hello. I feel like I should clap. (laughs) That's that's what another one of my guests said. I feel like I need a round of applause. (laughs) Literally, I feel like I just walked onto Oprah. Literally, why not? We'll manifest this is going to get as big, you know? Um, I also didn't know whether to put in your last names, but it felt weird to say Frankie Minnick, Ashley Sutherland. <laughs> yeah, nah, Frankie's good. Just on a first name basis here. Anyway, how are you both doing? How is 2024 going? We're in February. This is February 1st when we're recording. So how was Jan? So I could see I could see me and Ashley looking at her like <laughs> who shall take bus um I'll go um I'm well I'm good uh me and Ashley have actually talked about this on our own podcast but we were saying that we just feel like the energy is different in 2024 like it just feels like there's something in the air like the vibes are good and so on the whole I've had a really positive start to the year although definitely had some of those January blues like what is January like some it's just such a meh month and like you've you know you may say all these things that you want to do in the year and then like January just doesn't really feel like the vibe because it's like cold and horrible and gray and maybe the motivation isn't there so on the whole I would say really excited for this year 
Um, but yeah, January has been a bit like up and down. <laughs> yeah, I feel that it's it's the cold weather and that that's starting to grate on me a little bit. But the vibes are there. It's just the weather. Yeah, weather just needs to play catch up a little bit. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ash? For me, yeah, it definitely feels like it's got a different vibe. Um, it's been good. It's been really good. Like I feel, I feel like at the end of twenty twenty three, I was kind of not putting in what I wanted to put into my goals so the turn of the year came and I feel like I just had a rocket up my arse and I was like right I'm doing it all now (laughs) which has been good and bad because I wanted to do it all yesterday like literally I'm so impatient with things like that so I have been trying to be kinder to myself trying to get into new routines and I'm loving this year already I've got like so much planned so much I want to do and I feel like it's just got that energy that I'm gonna I'm gonna do it all so I feel yeah I feel good I've seen my gals like the vibes are they're high mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I feel like we've all got like so much energy in this year but it's also remembering that it's not it's only been January we've only done one month yeah. and there's only so much you can do in one day you know literally Right, so the whole point of this episode today and why I wanted it to do it with you gals specifically is this is the breakup episode I mentioned in my first episode, my solo episode, that I stopped my last podcast when I went through a breakup. Um, But my breakup also coincided with just like having nothing in my life but I'll get back to that in a minute but um <laughs> it was yeah more than just a breakup um but we all kind of went through breakups in is it the same year maybe within a period of a year similar ish like all like maybe overlapping or like similar like I don't around the time it was like as if one when one person finally got over it then I think another person was kind of like going through it kind of situation yeah um it was definitely there was some kind of like something in the universe where that was like breakup season like (laughs) yeah and it was like our all of our first proper like breakup relationship all the things (laughs) Mm -hmm. so um and I feel like you don't understand how it feels until you go through it like I think no. you guys went through it before me and some of our other friends as well. And as much as I tried to like be kind and that, I I just couldn't understand the feeling until I went through it. And then you guys were like, yeah, welcome to the club, but we're here. Yeah. There's like no other feeling like that one. I don't know that I've experienced. And I always say like, this sounds, I mean, this is such a privileged thing to say, but I hadn't had anything truly like that horrible happen to me (laughs) like up until that point like that was when I got broken up with like I that was like the worst thing that had happened to me up until that point I think to some degree or in in that level so it was I don't know it hit me like a ton of bricks and then after that like you say like there's no other feeling like it and I also feel like even if you go through breakups afterwards I feel like the first one is always the worst but I could be wrong with that but in my personal experience like the first one from your first love is like ah that's gonna hurt 
Yeah, Georgia, I felt the same as you. Like when I went through a breakup, then I realized, oh shit, that's what my friends have been going through. And I actually had a bit of guilt that I hadn't, I felt like I hadn't supported me too. Like you, Frankie, and our other friends in the best way that I could because I just didn't understand it from not having been through it. Um, but yeah, it it's it's horrible and at the time you just feel like no one else has felt like this before ever <laughs> yeah. in the world and it's not <laughs> true and you feel like you'll never get over it but you do yeah yeah you feel like you're the only person in the world that is feeling this way and then yeah that's when reaching out to your friends is like the most important thing but we'll get to that um but yeah like at that time I relied on podcasts so much and I kind of wish that I still had my podcast to talk about it as I was like coming through the other side just because it was such like a life life changing thing for me it really was actually because I learned so much about myself and yeah so I knew that whenever I had a podcast again I definitely wanted to do an episode on breakups and speaking breakups with my besties is like my favorite <laughs> thing um, yeah. So, just to like set the scene, I thought we could all we could all share our <laughs> our personal <laughs> stories a little bit. Um, yeah, you can share as much or as little as you want, like just about how it actually happened in your story. But who wants to go first? I'll go. I'll get it out of the way. This is, this is Frankie. For anyone listening on audio, this is Frankie's voice that's about to speak. I also think it's fitting because I, I was just doing the maths in my head and I actually think I was the one that was broke that had the breakup first. So you were first. So I, it feels fitting. She's the OG. Um, I'm the OG. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm the original person that got broken up with. Oh my god, stop. Um so it was yeah, let me set the scene. It was 2018. Um, so long ago now, crazy. But I had been with my boyfriend for at the time for four years, and <clears throat> we got together when I was uh, just before I turned eighteen. So very young. He was also like my first love, and you know we went. We had spent so much time together. We had lived together. We'd done college together. Like we'd 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 done a lot. And honestly, like on the whole, like. I will say our relationship was like very, very good. It wasn't like a toxic relationship as such. Looking back, I have noticed there are many things that I am now like, hmm, <laughs> but like when I was in it, like it was all good. Um, Just a few little hiccups sort of towards the end. And I think that's the breakup actually, I think was marinating for a, a lot longer, if that makes sense. So not marinating. <laughs> marinating <laughs> so we were um we we were living in London and we're both performers at the time and um because of the performer life like we then started to get like contracts at different uh times so we were started to be long distance and we ended up being long distance for two years of this four-year relationship just uh, so we can preface this and um anyway he was away for a while and then I was away, he was away, then I was away. But this is where I got different because this time I was going away on a cruise ship and it was going to be for the longest time that we'd been apart and it was six months. Went on this cruise ship, was living my life. Like when I was there, I wanted to make sure that I was putting the effort in with our relationship. Like 
you know, making sure that we um, were texting and like on FaceTime, I was trying to organize for him to come out and visit me on the ship. And I just started to notice that like things weren't being reciprocated the same way. But like at the time I was totally oblivious to it, if you know what I mean, except I wasn't, I was. Like I knew it was happening, but I didn't allow myself to see it was happening because I was didn't want that to be true, if you know what I mean. And I could just sense the vibes were off. And he was kind of making excuses as to why he didn't want to come on my on my ship, which like didn't make sense to me because I was literally like, why <laughs> would you not want to come see me and like be with me? And also it was gonna be like pretty much for free. You just had to pay for your flights. Like, so I was so confused as to I it didn't make sense in my head. And um, I always remember this one thing he said to me about like FaceTiming, it's like stuck with me forever. And I don't think it'll ever leave me, but he was like, uh, I don't want to FaceTime you because it makes me miss you more. And at the time I thought that was a valid, I thought that was a valid excuse at the time. Guys. I literally was like, okay. And now I'm like, <laughs> though, when it's like your first relationship and somebody says that you're like, I, I think that's cute, isn't it? Yeah, I was like, wow. I was like, I was like, but I was like, I you know that's not how I feel, but I was like, oh, okay. And you know, anyway, to cut a long story short, uh, we'll get to the breakup part, but um, it was uh my birthday, it was around my birthday, and we had this horrendous phone call that I can remember so very well, where I was like crying, and there was like, let me just set the scene of this, like. The crew deck of a cruise ship is public to the crew members. And there was like so many crew members like sat on the deck chairs like around me. And I was hiding on a deck chair like with a pillar like here trying to conceal myself uncontrollably like sobbing. And all these like worker men around me while I'm like literally breaking up with my boyfriend on FaceTime. Like it was so bad. And the thing was, we actually decided on a, a break fast we were like maybe we should take a break um to like see how things are going and I was literally like I didn't know what that meant but I just agreed to it because I was clinging on to anything to like not give up on this relationship because I was so committed to it anyway I think we did it for like a week and it was meant to be like no contact but I think I ended up messaging him because I did um anyway then it came around to the conversation and um did he give you a reason yeah. thank you um, I think, I think he said it was too hard. Like I think, the distance. I think that's what, yeah, I can't, do you know what? I can't fully remember it now, but I, I know that he just said it was, it was too hard and, um, oh my God, I just got flashback. <laughs> I just got flashback. He's reliving um, it. I just relived it. He actually said, you know, I, this actually, cause I remember he said that he, um, was like falling out of love with me and I remember because it it was like a very painful thing to hear <laughs> so um I was like whoa okay like fuck basically but also just to add to this story he had actually met someone so when we officially broke up he was actually already seeing someone and he told me that he met them in, met them in the week that we were on a break I have I have my sources to say that that is not true. And when I thought that the vibe was off in, back in June kind of correlates to when I think that that started happening. But that's all speculation and Instagram stalking on my part. I've admitted to it online, but here we go. <laughs> but um, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah, and so he was already seeing this 
other girl we broke up I was absolutely devastated like literally inconsolable and because I was on a cruise ship with I had friends on the cruise ship but I wasn't with like my close circle and I didn't tell anyone that uh, me and my boyfriend had broken up and I still had like a month I think left on the ship maybe a bit more or maybe a month I don't know I think a month and I didn't tell anyone I was like pretending like if people asked it was just that we were still together um I didn't show that I was upset or anything um on the ship anyway in public and uh yeah what made it worse is that we were still kind of messaging because he I don't know like he was seeing this new girl it was a really weird situation and he was asking me if he could like post stuff on his stories that this girl had like that uh, it was weird and obviously I, and I was like yeah that's fine <laughs> playing the like, cool girl yeah that's absolutely uh, fine but it's I was like yeah um then I came back off the ship and obviously like I told to tell my friends my family and he wanted to post a picture with his girl on Instagram and I asked him if he could like block her block my my uh, friends and family beforehand because I I didn't want to have this like conversation with my family about him seeing another girl like I wasn't open with them anyway and like the thought of this just made me want to die and like anyway he didn't people saw like my family saw then I had to have conversations with them and yeah I was a bit messy and also when I came back from the ship we actually ended up meeting up in person um to sort of like discuss things um and I won't go into details about that but basically I thought I would be the one that would be like really upset and um yeah that wasn't really the case it was not the way I thought it would go um but yeah um, but after the meeting, I remember I went to our friend Chloe's house and I think uh, another one of our friends, Alicia, was there. I don't know. I can't remember. But basically, I just cried like the whole night over a Domino's pizza explaining the story to them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was kind of long-winded, but I felt it had like a beginning, a middle and an end. <laughs> um, but that is the breakup story. Um, it was pretty traumatic for a first breakup. It felt like my world had literally fallen beneath me. It was awful. <laughs> But you didn't tell anyone. That's the bit that I like can never. Yeah, really, like I like... I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell anyone on the ship. Like I remember like just crying in my cabin and then like wiping away tears and putting on a full face of show makeup and going out and doing two shows and just like acting like everything was normal. And then I come back to my cabin and cry again. <laughs> I don't I don't even know. Did I tell you girls like did I do it via text or anything? Was when I got home. I don't even remember. I think you messaged us and said we've broken up two weeks ago and we were all like what I'm sure there was I'm sure there was a two-week gap because I remember thinking Frankie's been on this ship and she's not told us yeah you did I I remember being like why why have you not told us straight away like are you okay do you know what I've I've realized though is like in in time I don't think I, I was just I was really embarrassed I was really embarrassed because like I I was so committed to that person and I honestly I at that time I honestly thought that I was gonna marry that person and like we'd been together for so long and so I was so embarrassed that that had ended and everything that I'd sort of said and talked about now no longer was a thing and also the fact that he was with someone new like was just an extra stab in my heart and also I was embarrassed about that as well that was there something wrong with me like what I don't know so it was it was embarrassment shame (laughs) yeah 
I mean, it totally makes sense why you felt like that. And we're only doing the best we can with what we know at that time, you know. In hindsight, I'm sure, yeah, like more support would have been good. Um, a million percent. I think I generally think that the reason I didn't share talk about it, well, I did, I did eventually, but like even so, I don't, I, I didn't, uh, like share how I was feeling uh, as much as I would like now about situation. And I 100% believe that that is the reason it took me so long to get over it. Like obviously, it it also. I think also the fact it was like my first love, first breakup, that all comes into the reasoning. But the fact that I didn't like really talk about it and uh, like seek that like help and support from my friends is why it took me like four years to get over it. And even when I, there was a point when I thought I was over it um, and I, I was not. <laughs> I, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry, not four years to go over it, two years to go over it. Mm. I can't math. It was a four year relationship, took me two years. Thank you. Sorry, just to clarify that. Um, I remember it was 2020, uh, summer of 2020, so like mid pandemic. I was moving back to Edinburgh and I was sorting through all my stuff. Bearing in mind, you know, this has been like two years since we've broken up. And I still had one of his jumpers chilling in my things because I convinced myself I just liked the jumper. Like I just liked to wear it, which like was a lie, but like wasn't a lot. Like I did like to wear it, but there was definitely other reasons I was keeping it. But I remember like uh, bagging that up and finally like chucking it. I didn't even give it to Charity. I chucked it in the bin because I was like, you're going in the bin. No, like just get out of my face um and that moment like signified for me when I was because it got to the point I was going through myself I was like why do I still have this like why have I held on to this like no um and so from then I was kind of like we're good <laughs> like um we're over the we're over it it's like symbolic though isn't it it's like the last tie the last thing it was I and I had held on to it and I'd even moved like three times four loads of times I'd moved so there was plenty opportunity for me to get rid of that jumper but I did not until until summer of 2020 mm. well Ash if you want to tell your story I mean you had quite a lot of actual ties a lot of what ties you had a flat oh together. ties I, yeah. I was thinking like <laughs> I'm thinking like string like I'm thinking too literally today I was like, excuse me? <laughs> um, so, yes, I was with someone for three years and then it was the end of 2020. So I actually thought our breakups were a lot closer together, but so I was the end of 2020. And, yeah, it had been, it'd been a long time coming. There, there was, like, a kind of recurring problem in our relationship that I won't go into um but yeah it got to a really a, a sort of level where I was like I need to leave this relationship like for my own good and it it was I remember meeting <clears throat> Frankie and Hannah after it and telling them like that me and my partner had, had broken up um and this is how it's different like I broke up with him so I guess this is from like a bit of a different perspective um, and you always think if you break up with someone like 
it's going to be easy because it's your decision but it, it really wasn't no. um yeah so this had this had been a long time coming and we did have a good relationship but this thing was kind of ruining everything and um yeah I broke up with him and I had kind of hidden from everyone how tough it was being in that relationship and what I was going through because I was very much painting the perfect picture and it was very obvious I think to everybody that it it wasn't perfect that I was struggling but I didn't open up about it and I remember I used to get like the worst like rashes on my face like just from like constantly crying my eyes would be all puffy and they'd be all dry and I I look back on pictures of myself at that time and I'm like what the hell how did you think you could hide that from people Mm. like it was so obvious and I know I would have I know I really would have benefited from telling people but I also think I didn't tell people um about what I was kind of going through in that relationship I want to say as well it wasn't an abusive relationship that's that's not what I'm talking about but um what I was going through in that relationship I think I knew that if I told people they would say actually you need to get out and you know a a few times people did and I didn't want to hear it but I knew it was true and when I did finally break up with him we yeah we had a flat together um we were engaged like it there there were a lot of ties as Georgia said (laughs) Um, there were a lot of ties and I left the flat that day and yeah I was like I need to go back to mom and dad like I felt I felt like a child in the way that I just needed to look be looked after I I couldn't look after someone anymore like I was just I, I felt so broken then I met up with Frankie and Hannah in this tiny wee coffee shop. I remember it so vividly and, and telling you guys. I think I told, I think I must have told everyone on the group chat, but if I'm honest. I think so. That time is like such a blur to me. Um, and then, yeah, a few things kind of happened. Like I tried to go back to get my stuff to move it all out and couldn't. And then when I eventually did, move it all out that was really tough because I had seen him again and he was moving back with his parents on like the other side of Scotland um and that was quite tough because there was still there were still still feelings there at that at that time um but I don't know if those feelings were what I thought they were if that makes sense like I think I thought like oh my God, maybe I shouldn't break up with this person when really it was because I cared about them. And I think you can care about someone, but it's not that you should be in a relationship with them. And anyway, he moved back to the other side of Scotland. I moved back with my parents, but we got back together. Like this was the end of November and we were basically back together by New Year. Um obviously not living together like we weren't engaged anymore which is obviously like a weird a weird thing to do like how do you know when you're not engaged anymore or whatever but I wasn't wearing that ring um I'd given it back and uh yeah we got back together and obviously it was it wasn't like long distance like different countries but we weren't we couldn't just like nip out and see each other 
Um, so we only seen each other for a couple of times. Things were going really well. Things were good with him. The, the sort of thing that had caused like such a rift in our relationship. And then I went to London with Frankie and our friend Hannah to shoot our friend Rachel's music video. Everything was going well. It was great. And then the day of Rachel's music video, I knew something was up. And I knew this sort of problem had come back and I I just knew it straight away. It's like the minute we rapped on that music video, I got a phone call from him and I just knew that everything was back to how it was when we were together. Um, which I know will sound really vague on this podcast, but it's just not my place to go in to say and what that was about. Um but yeah, things were just really shit and then it I knew like I, I knew it was that was it like I I was done with him like I, I just I knew that that relationship was over for good and I think I maybe had to you know leave him and get back together to realize all oh, right okay no no this is not this is not what I need in my life um and I need to look after myself so yeah it was that night <laughs> we were all in London we were going out like our friend had just shot a music video it was honestly the best time ever and I was also having the worst time ever because I knew I had to had to end it all and I did and we I remember me and Frankie and Hannah and Rachel were sitting in Rachel's flat watching um what, Luca. what it was Luca it's like Disney a Disney movie Luca I just watched right. that the other day we're watching that and I was like guys I need to go through to the other room I need to you know make a phone call um because I was like I'm breaking up some right now and I did and I like I just have never cried like that in my life like it was horrible and I knew that the girls were through in the next door room and I knew they knew what was happening and then Hannah came through was it Hannah or was it you? I think it was yeah, Hannah. Yeah, no, Hannah through. came through first because I, I was like, we were like, right. And then Hannah was like, I'll go. And I was like, okay, I was like, I'll stay through yeah. here. Like, with, and we were like, we'll chill for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Hannah came through um, and spoke with me and sort of like calmed me down a bit. And and then Frankie and Rachel came through and it, it was all very like, I was a chaotic human, right? It, I was just like, oh, I didn't know what to do. Like all I could do was cry, and it was like ugly crying. You know, you know, some you've cried in front of your friends before. It's just like a wee normal, just a wee everyday cry, but not every day. I don't cry every day, but it's just, just a casual you know, cry. Your average cry. This was like wailing, like literal, like wailing. And um, looking back on it, I don't. I don't understand why I was like crying so much I, I I think some of it was like a relief some of it was that I was scared of what was next like I had had this relationship for about three and a half years and that was what I knew of relationships I thought that was my relationship and now it's this whole unknown scary thing of then being single and you know the life you thought you were gonna have is not happening anymore um and it's that thing that Frankie said as well. It's that embarrassment. Like for me, because obviously I hadn't told people as well, like people saw that I was engaged and I uh, lived with 
my partner and you know you might have thought oh you know her life's on track but like it could not have been further from the truth and I think it was it was that having to tell people of like this has happened and that's not the direction my life's going in anymore um and I was also like scared to tell my family like they knew um but like yeah scared to tell them and I just remember like <laughs> crying and being like in between my mom and dad like hugging them <laughs> and just I didn't want to talk I don't actually think I really spoke about it with them um I just wanted like to be hugged really <laughs> um Aww. but I I got over it that sounds it sounds bad but it's not bad because this is how I got over it I got over it really quite quickly um but I think that's because I'd obviously broken up with him like seven months earlier or six months earlier whatever it was and I think I knew then that that was that was it and I think this was just confirming it so I knew it was right for me to do um and yeah, I got over it quite quickly. And I think I was lucky because all the girls, I mean, no, Georgia, you were in a relationship. Mine was pending. Not? No, I'm joking. 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I think, you no, you still were. You still were, I'm sure. In 2021 summer. Still in metal, yeah. Yeah, you were still in your relationship. Frankie was single. Like, loads of our other uh, friends were single. So we were, and we were kind of had this new lease of life. Like some of us had like a holiday, like planned in like September. And we were just like, we are just going to live our best lives. We're going to go out. Like we're going to get the dating apps, blah, blah, blah. I didn't really get, I didn't get the dating apps straight away or anything. It, it, you know, it took me a while. Um, like months, I'm not meaning like a couple of days or anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it was it was at it was at the best time it could have happened for me and there's not ever a good time but yeah that that was that it was hard and I kept a lot to myself but then I realized how helpful it is when you don't keep it to yourself <laughs> definitely yeah like you were saying I feel like the breakup is one thing and then something that I think I heard at that time, which is so true, is like it is like a grief because you're grieving mm -hmm. what you thought your life was going to be. And mm -hmm. so you have to accept that for yourself. And then you have to tell the rest of the world like they have to find out as well that like your life isn't what they thought. And that is like such a big part. It, of it. Isn't it? We hold so much with like that 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 shame that fear that embarrassment of like telling other people but it's like really like what do we even owe them but like I, all three of us have experienced it in this scenario mm -hmm. and in many other scenarios as well it's like so weird how we as humans like that's that's such a scary thing like oh no these out these people that a lot of the time barely even know you like not even just like your close friends and family like people that like follow you on Instagram but you haven't spoken to in 10 years like oh no what will they think of the fact that uh I'm not with that person anymore do you know it's like crazy when you say it like that but you we yeah we, well at least I did like 100 I was so petrified well actually now that you're speaking Ash I think I was only about a month after you it was it was very soon yeah very soon after you 
Um, so I, <laughs> my ex was from America. So I had actually gone to America, we met on a cruise ship. Um, we, so we lived in America for a while and I thought everything was fine. I didn't really like feel anything wrong when I was there. And then I came home to just renew my visa or renew like, so I could go back into the country. And so we just said bye, like as if, okay, see you in a month or whatever. We didn't know how long. Um, well, but really didn't know how long did we? Uh, never seen him again. <laughs> but the bye was just like, okay, like obviously it was a bit emotional, but you know, see you in a wee while and whatever. And anyway, I got home to Scotland and then I think I it was first when I was speaking to one of my friends from home, one of my closest friends, and she said, like, how are you? Like, how's things been? And I didn't expect it, but I just started to like say all this stuff and say, oh, I actually really haven't been that happy. And I didn't even realize it myself until like somebody that you love and like really cares about you and knows you, asks you, and you can't like lie to yourself anymore. And, um, but it wasn't necessarily because of the relationship. Like I just wasn't happy there in America. I couldn't work, I couldn't do anything. And then so I started to say it and then realised, oh my God, I've really not been happy. I actually remember when I landed in Scotland and I got in the airport and I saw Scottish plugs, I started crying. <laughs> when you saw Scottish plugs? Literally, I was like, I'm so happy to be home. <laughs> and yeah, I started crying. And then, um, yeah, so first realised when I spoke to her that I hadn't been happy. And then I started speaking to my mum about it and saying oh I think I've realized like actually I'm not very happy and I don't know what to do about it I'm supposed to be going back to America so I started speaking to him about it obviously on FaceTime and we had always said that we would like try a lot of different options until we were both happy because we didn't know where we would live or anything and just when I started to say that what we were doing wasn't making me happy like anything I suggested he wasn't really up for and um, some of my suggestions were very severe I see that looking back however at the time thought this was the person I was going to spend my life with so yeah so I was like yeah I'm serious so why not but um, yeah so we couldn't like come together on any decision and then I said okay let's go away and think about it and in like that day or so that we said okay let's think about it it's like I knew that it was over um, and it was weird because I hadn't even realized there was any problems in the relationship itself but anyway I was like crying loads in those two days and then we had another FaceTime and we really could not come to any conclusions and that was part of it also that I thought oh my god we I felt like he wasn't in it the same as I was and we just couldn't come to any answers and then I said oh well I guess this is it then <laughs> that was us. what a line what a line <laughs> oh because I just I couldn't say the words like oh are we finished or whatever you would say I was like so I guess this is it then and um so I couldn't even tell you who broke up with who. It was just like a mutual, this isn't going to work. 
And, uh, well, I think if I had continued on in the way we were going, we would have still been together, at least for a while more. But I just knew I couldn't do that anymore. And sometimes, like you say, I feel like you need to step away from the situation to realise, oh, I've actually not been very happy. Um, and anyway, so that was that. And that was the last time I ever spoke to him. And, um, yeah pretty mad and then but I was home which was like the saving grace with my parents and I remember I went up to my mum's room collapsed on her bed and I was like it's over mum and I just cried and cried and cried and then um yeah so part of what I was saying is like it was my whole life was because I'd basically given up everything to go and be in America when I came home to Scotland I had nothing and I'd also spent all my money every penny of savings I had like like so much so much money but anyway we live and we learn I spent every penny I had my parents actually had to help me pay for my flight home because I had no money left and so I had no relationship no person no job not a penny to my name and I was just like oh my god I have no life I don't know what the fuck I'm gonna do so it was like all those things together oh it was overwhelming and um yeah I was the lowest I've ever been in my entire life like you said Frankie like I'd never felt like that before in my life and I was so anxious as well I hadn't experienced anxiety and that was one time I actually did hold off on the drinking for a wee while because I physically couldn't even control my emotions day to day never mind adding alcohol into the mix and um yeah I, I felt like I was in a depression for like eight months or something like I couldn't even do life and we'll talk about it more as we go on but I just felt like a shell of a human like I didn't even want to get out of bed most days and oh such a horrible feeling and yeah I had the same like feeling like I don't know if I supported my friends as much but I just didn't know I didn't know what it felt like to go through that yeah. and um yeah but my friends were my saving grace <laughs> literally because everyone everyone knew the feeling and you know that you have good friendships and like of course I've always loved you guys love my friends and but like that moment really solidified oh my god I'm so fucking lucky to have these people around me and I've never needed them more and everyone is there like everyone is completely there for me and yeah that was like so yeah. grace for me 100% like friend without my friendship group I don't know how I would have survived that time and I didn't even like confide in you guys even that much like I think only as the time went on I started to open up even more about it and then like another year went by and then I opened up like a bit more and more but like still without that support system like I it, it, uh, so difficult because it's just so much to have just just yourself and like I don't know about you guys but I remember like I'd be waking up like every single day it would like consume my brain. Like I couldn't think about anything else. And I remember thinking to myself, oh my God, like when, are, when am I gonna wake up and not think about this? Like it felt like it was never ending. I felt like I was gonna think about this 
every day for the rest of my life like it just felt like there was no end in sight and obviously eventually (laughs) it does it does go away but in that in that uh, moment in that time like it just felt like the worst possible thing in the world and if I didn't have people around me to talk about it with or share it with and as well because I was like I say first I think I think I was the first proper big breakup in our friendship group I can't actually remember but I think I was the first like then because not long after me then Hannah had her like she had her relationship end and then I felt like it was like a cycle of events after that and I I remember feeling like I, I I like the opposite of what you guys felt like I felt in a way like good that I did know what this person was experiencing and that honestly there's not much you can do apart from like be there <laughs> and like listen because like I knew from my experience like nothing was gonna fix it like nothing was really gonna mend it I just needed like what I knew I needed was actually just someone to talk to and so I could just be there for my friends and just be like you want to just like not talk about it and sit and just be with each other that's fine if you want to talk all on me like please go ahead like I am just here for you because this is like what I needed and it wasn't that you guys weren't there for me it's because I just didn't open up for the first <laughs> little while like do you know what I mean I just didn't allow myself to but mm-hmm. yeah I can even remember I, I'm sorry I remember when I came back from that ship and after I just got broken up with I had gone I had to move back to my parents house for just like I didn't move back I was just there for a few weeks but my sister had moved back and this was the first time that like we'd all sort of like been together perfect timing for my breakup <laughs> but did not want to talk about it with my family or my sister but me and me, um it wasn't after like the home that we grew up in so me and my sister were sharing a bed because there was like one spare room and I obviously was like crying myself to sleep every night but I didn't want my sister to know I was crying so I remember I was like I told her that um I couldn't sleep with her in the bed because she kept like stealing the covers and like taking up the whole bed so like I just went and slept on the sofa um and just so I could cry I slept on the sofa just so that I could cry without someone knowing and then when um my mom and my sister like why I was like Hannah just like took up the whole bed (laughs) but it was just because I wanted to cry (laughs) but I didn't want anyone to know oh so bad (laughs) yeah it is mad oh um it feels weird to speak about but it's not like it's not like because I'm like oh my god not over it it's because I feel sad for that version of me like thinking about it and putting myself back in that moment like I know how fucking awful and numb I felt and like just so sad and I just feel sad for that myself that's what it is yeah yeah I I look back and I think god I wish you had trusted yourself sooner because like the minute I because I did cut off like all contact with them after we broke up and like the the for good breakup I cut off all contact with him and I remember like feeling a sense of relief because Frank I know you said that it was consuming your mind but for me it was like when I was in the relationship that was consuming in my mind it was kind of the opposite for me so I did feel this sense of relief and like, oh my God, where have I been these past like three and a half years? Like in my mm. head, like what has been going on? 
and yeah it, it was such a huge learning curve for me and I, I just because I hadn't told you guys a lot of what was happening or how I was feeling and then I hadn't I had stopped seeing my friends as much and then when I was now okay surrounded by my friends like most of the girls were in Edinburgh or in Scotland and we could meet up and do things I was like oh my god this is what I've been missing this has been exactly what I've needed and for us to be able to have those times where we were all talking one of us was crying or a couple of us were crying or have those times where we were just out having fun like forgetting about the things that were tough um yeah I feel like our friendship group always has had that balance and we've been able to give each other like exactly what we need and it's so special yeah 100%. So since this podcast is very much about like that you never have your shit together 100% of the time and that they're like people have so many things going on that you don't even know about just because like you're not going to post on social media. Hey guys, so break up day number 23, not (laughs) feeling great. Um, So like you never see what's going on. And for me, one of the hardest things was like navigating day-to-day life with this, like you said, consuming my mind, consuming my energy. And yeah, it was just like so hard to even, like I said, get out of bed. And I um tried to start working again. I stupidly went and got a job that like killed my soul. So that didn't <laughs> And then I lasted two weeks in that and quit that. And then I started my own dog walking business, which was um, random, but always ever the uh, entrepreneur that I am. But it was actually my saving grace because it meant that I got up and I physically went outside and walked and went in nature every day. And it gave me like a purpose, even if I really didn't want to do anything, like I had to and I had that commitment. But I also didn't have to like deal with other people. I just had dogs. So it was actually really good. And then I remember when eventually a um, cruise ship offer came, it was when I had just started to feel like I was coming through the other side. And this was January or February and the breakup happened in July. So that's that's a long time. Um, But I thought, I don't know if I can do this, but I'm going to go and then if I... Feel like I can't I'll just come home but actually ended up being really good um for me and anyway so my question was how did you find navigating like day-to-day life when you had this I mean Frankie you said you literally put a face of show makeup on and then went on stage and kicked your leg so <laughs> I think I am like the handbook of how not to handle a breakup <laughs> like I look back now and I'm like I think because I was so young like I was 22 if this was like since then like I've had so much growth since that's another thing like I have changed so much as a person since this breakup and actually that breakup was a part of molding me into who I am and actually who I truly am authentically but I was just such I I didn't know what I was doing I hadn't done much like actual sort of work on myself that I've done now so I didn't know how to handle anything I didn't know how to talk about my emotions I didn't know what to do I didn't this wasn't even a time when I was like listening to podcasts I didn't have help from that respect 
I am the handbook of how not to handle a breakup in this time period. Like, cause I didn't handle it. That's I, I didn't, I didn't handle it. And so covered it up. I didn't express myself. I didn't speak to people. I didn't seek help. I pretended everything was fine. And that was my way of coping. I pretended everything was fine. I put on show makeup, I went and did two shows. I came back, cried in my cabin. And that was at that time, my way of dealing with it. Do I recommend that? Absolutely not. Like, do not do that. It does not help. It does not help in the slightest. Um, yeah, and I, I think, like I said earlier, I think that's what made it take so long for me to get over because I wasn't handling it. And it used to, I, when I used to um, then like drink with the girls, whatever, I'd always be the sad crying one. I'd end up crying about it. Someone would ask me a question. It would set me off. I'd cry, like, because I just wasn't, I just wasn't handling it, like, well, at all um one thing I did do which I guess is slightly helpful is I did like mute uh, mute them on social media I did unmute them at one point because I wanted to know what was going on don't recommend that either um but the muting did help <laughs> when I when I stuck to it um because I, I it was really it was really hard for me to just like see it um to see him and obviously because he had someone new it was like extra painful so I needed to just like not see that in my life um and yeah honestly again I didn't deal with it well I wait uh, we broke up what that was like September in like the March of the of next year I got offered a cruise ship on March or April and I ran off on it and I remember thinking at the time I got offered it and I was like oh my god this is what I need I just need to like escape because I still wasn't over it. I was still very much like deep in a breakup I was and I just thought this is my escape like get me out of London even though like on the surface I was like having a good time and like I did have a good time but I was still just so sad and unhappy and constant thoughts of this freaking boy every day um so I was like right I'm just gonna go run back on another cruise ship um and the one that I got offered was like a replacement contract for one month and I was like fuck it and then luckily I say luckily at the time it felt very luckily I then got offered like another one for six months and it just felt like a blessing because all I wanted to do was just like escape that was the only way I can describe it I just wanted to escape and just like be away from everyone and dance and try and get over it and then like even more time went on and like eventually I did but I had I, I I feel like I'm not offering good advice in this part because I just handled that breakup like so badly so if I could go back it would be to you know like seek help talk about it because like since then I've had like little things happen and I found that speaking about it getting it out is the way to move forward like that it just helps so much so yeah don't don't do what I did <laughs> I was young no. I didn't know what I was doing <laughs> no the point of this podcast I mean my aim is not I like trust me place. I did not have my shit together but <laughs> when that happened my shit was so far from being together honestly I was like a shell of a human being like oh god like you said earlier like I look back at her now even when I see photos of myself at that time me too and I'm just like oh and I do you know what I did I used to post like pictures on Instagram of me looking like fit and I could, that was like almost like that's what I did I was like I'm gonna post a really hot picture of me because fuck you and I'm gonna get all these likes on it like it's so superficial but at that time like that's where my mind was I, I didn't I didn't have to deal with it and I was like this is how I'm gonna deal with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Ash, what would you say about how you were how you were coping with just regular life? 
So I was lucky in the sense that mine happened after the whole lockdown where I'd spent a lot of time listening to personal development podcasts like talking about personal development and um things with you girls I'd done my life coaching course and stuff and I don't mean to say I was oh I was fully equipped for this because I definitely wasn't but I heard some really really useful things that really helped me during that time so the first one was and this helped me really just express my emotions on my own you know crying and getting it out um was I heard that emotions have to evolve and after 90 seconds of feeling an emotion it'll evolve into something else so you could feel sadness and if you let yourself feel it for 90 seconds it's probably going to evolve into something else and that could be anger and then you're going to feel that for 90 seconds and then if you let yourself feel it it will I don't know evolve into something else and just even if it's not true I don't know if it's true or not right but it worked for me and I remember being in the shower crying and thinking it's fine it's fine it's only 90 seconds just let it out just let it out and I feel like I did actually just get so much of my sadness and heart and anger and frustration out because I just let myself do it um I did also um um on socials like remove people from my friends because I just I just didn't want I knew that that was the final time I knew it was over I knew that there was no going back so I just I wanted that part of my life to close like I wanted that chapter to totally close and yeah I spoke to the girls I did a lot of journaling and then burning the bit of paper that you journaled on symbolically it it did help me it just it felt like I'm letting go of that um but as I said like I did get over it really quickly for being a breakup but I did realize years later that there was some stuff that I had kind of just closed the lid on and just blocked and didn't realize that there was things that came from that relationship that had stuck with me and had caused me to have certain like anxieties um or that's what I'd taken from it these certain anxieties that had kind of stuck with me so then I went to therapy and that really really helped me um so yeah did lots of things tried different things I think yeah the the main thing that got me through was you girls like the, the girls group is just yeah Ashley that is the way to get through the breakup like you did all the things like that I know like, but well I, done you know what I did I did all the things because we had all been doing the personal development like we all had the tips like oh have you tried writing this and burning the paper and stuff do you know what I mean I like, wish I had known about like burning, burning paper, paper. <laughs> I know I know I, like I look back now like oh god like I could have really done with some of them things but even but... even with doing that I, I still I mean it doesn't really make know, it easier, I still it? had I had still you know compressed certain emotions or certain events I just sort of pushed them to the back of my memory so you can do you can do all these things but there's no right way to get over a breakup there's only what helps you feel best in the moment and 
also what is right for you in the long term, which sometimes isn't what's going to make you feel best in the moment. But, you know, you'll know what you need to go with in your gut and you need to just actually do it, even if it feels hard. Mm-hmm. Um, for me on social media, I um, yeah, I muted him, still muted. And I never looked until like... You never looked? No, that was one thing I was so oh. proud of. As I never well looked. Done. Yeah. Um I think it was like a year after maybe and I thought, oh, we'll have a wee look now. I think I was with my now boyfriend and I was like, well, I'm very much like over it. And I was like, maybe I'll just have a wee look. And then I was like, oh, got a girlfriend. Woo, interesting. And <laughs> that was kind of that. But yeah, that was one thing I was very proud of. And I remember, but other people, like friends and family still followed him. And then they were like, oh, did you see this? And I was like, no. And I didn't want to, but now you've told me and it's fucked me off. So yeah, that was annoying. Like, why would you say that? Like, what? Yeah. Oh, did you see this? No, didn't want to, but now you've told me. Thank you. Also, don't care. So shut up. <laughs> oh, I was very much in the midst and I really did care. Um. Right. So I also, I made a list of the things that I did and that helped me and you can jump in at any point it's quite an extensive mm-hmm. list so I did already say podcasts like I think I've listened to every podcast that mentions a breakup ever like I was binging mm-hmm. the podcast and I think it was also because I couldn't be alone with my own thoughts so yeah I did like I remember doing when I got into the podcast like I remember when I got into podcasts, I was kind of over my breakup at this point, but I remember going back and listening to all the breakup like episodes. And I remember thinking like, fuck, <laughs> like this would have been really helpful. Like, I mean, it's, it was still helpful. Like, and I still wanted to like listen. Cause I found it really interesting, like hearing how other people navigated it and like advice. And I remember just thinking like, I really wish I had had like, or listened to this like at the time. It was still helpful then, but yeah, big one. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, we've said about speaking to friends and literally just accepting that you do need to lean on people in that moment. Yeah. Um, I said I tried not to drink for a while. I mean, I was still very much in my drinking, so I think it lasted about two weeks, but that was momental, <laughs> or momentous for me. Um, and then... I had to like learn not to push myself before I was ready. I was in such a fragile state. And one thing I remember, and I've got their seats, I've got the videos and they're fucking heartbreaking to watch is I was applying to new agents because I'd completely given up my performing career to be in America. And then I was like, I'm gonna go after my dreams. And so I was applying to agencies and then I had to record a self tape. And for some stupid reason, I sung driver's license which is like such a heartbreaking song anyway <laughs> and <Where's> it was... <laughs> I don't know why did you do that to yourself but you're like I can pull up my emotional recall here <laughs> yes exactly I was like well it's gonna be real it's not even gonna be acting it's gonna be like the fucking realest shit you've ever seen in your life and then I sung like um I can't make you love me as well like what kind of emotional Georgia, those torture? Are bold choices <laughs> for a girl who's just been through a breakup. So I just I'm had... surprised the self tape wasn't just you sobbing. Well, it was. 
I couldn't get through it without crying. And then, so there's all these videos of me just like singing, but trying, like trying to sing, but crying. And then I had to email the agency and be like, thankfully, um, you'll know, but the agent is also my friend. And I was like, I'm going to need a little bit more time on this. Um, bit emotionally fragile and physically can't sing at the moment she's like yeah yeah that's totally fine um so yeah I had to actually ask for more time because I couldn't sing and one of my other friends actually told me when they were going through their breakup that they couldn't sing either they had all these auditions but like because their emotions were like so all Mm. over the place and like I'm sure it fucks up your body and like you're just like a nervous wreck and she was in auditions and physically couldn't sing so it was quite mad I would believe that because like it takes such a toll on your body like there's no way that it doesn't have like repercussions yeah um a wild thing also was I couldn't meditate or visualize like I could well physically I just couldn't meditate and be with my own thoughts but I couldn't picture anything I couldn't conjure any images in my head Mm. and I don't know if that's because my nervous system was just like or what but when I started to be able to visualize again I was like I'm getting better um oh my god that's crazy I didn't even know that yeah I I mean couldn't tell you why it happened your brain like gave up on you (laughs) for a second yeah because I remember maybe I was trying to visualize getting better I don't know I was trying to do something yeah I couldn't I couldn't do any of those things um then animals I mean maybe that's personal to me a dog's fucking saved me because I could just like cry to the dogs or whatever um one huge thing that really helped me was this could also be very specific to my relationship but was embracing that I can do whatever the fuck I want anymore at like now Mm -hmm. and I remember even I tidied my bedroom and then I came back later in the day and it was still tidy. And I thought, oh, if I tidy my room, it's going to like stay tidy now. Like there's not going to be another person messing it up or. And that's maybe specific to my relationship, but I just like had to embrace that. No, I can, I can agree with that. That was something that I was like, I don't need to think about somebody else. Like mm-hmm. I'd had to think about making, when I made a decision, it was affecting someone else mm-hmm. for like so many years that like, when I made a decision I could just do it and like when I accepted that cruise contract I didn't have to be like I didn't have to have the conversation of oh it's gonna be really difficult we're gonna be long distance I was like I don't have to tell anyone I don't have to I can just go and I was like yeah fuck this is amazing like so yeah like that was definitely like a like plus yeah leaning into that is very good one thing I also just remembered is my dreams were awful like every single night terrible dreams with that person in them and it meant my sleep was so bad which when you're feeling like shit anyway when you've got bad sleep it's even worse and I had some like really specific dreams (laughs) I don't know whether to tell the story or not oh my god tell it (laughs) I had a dream it's just so symbolic that he was making cheese sandwiches for us or something like that or cheese on toast and then oh I'm trying to remember now Georgia you've told me this story before I think I remember it <laughs> there was like four bits of toast two of them had cheese 
There was only enough cheese for two bits of toast and he ate both bits of cheese on it and left me the two scabby bits with no cheese. And this is basically like, I started to realize a lot of things that weren't great in the relationship after the breakup, but that like taking the one with all the cheese was very symbolic. <laughs> How dare he, even in your dreams. <laughs> no. In my dreams. Yeah, so my dreams were mental also. Um, and so the next thing I did was like focusing on little joys because I felt so completely numb. And like you said, a shell of a human. I just tried to focus on tiny things, like if I had a nice piece of chocolate, like as simple as that. And I tried to do things that like I enjoyed as a child. I remember one day I literally rolled on the grass, like pencil rolled on the grass. I love that. <laughs> you trying to heal your inner child at the yeah. same time, apparently. <laughs> so that's mad. Uh, I also did video diaries, which was your recommendation, Frankie. Yeah, this was a recommendation after I'd like done some personal development and like knew who I was. Like I wasn't doing video diaries when I went through this breakup. This was like, this was further down the line when I was going through some more shit in my life. But video diaries was like, oh my God, helped me so much. There's like a full year of my life, I think, maybe two years of my life where I was doing video diaries like really, really often. And it was just to talk through everything, like, because I found it, I had so much I wanted to say that like journaling wasn't cutting it because my hand couldn't like keep up. So it was just easier mm -hmm. for me to, to speak it. So I just like spoke to myself on camera and yeah, I told the girls about it and I'm glad it helped you too, Georgia. <laughs> yeah, I think it did help. I mean, now that I was trying to refresh my memory by looking back in my phone today, I was like, oh, they're sad. She's a sad little sausage. Oh my God. I spent it. This was like a while ago now, but I spent like a whole, like I went through and watched every single video and I was like, fucking hell and you can see the patterns like I when you watch them like top to bottom like it was just I was like girl you are going through some cycles that you need to break <laughs> and you're not you're not aware and like the things that I thought was so there was like so so dramatic I was so dramatic about some things like at the time it just seemed like the End worst world. thing and then like now I'm literally like wow you really need to chill out because like I'm chilling with the love of your life and a dog so like it gets better trust <laughs> trust future you if only you could speak back to that version of you literally I actually brought it back when I stopped drinking because I was like I just wanted to like document all my experiences so I actually brought it back um I've actually been trying to do it for more positive things because what I noticed when I watched these back is like I'd always video when it was like something negative and I very rarely video died when it's something positive and I always remember Ashley you told me that you read this in Matthew McConaughey's book about yeah. how we never like we never document or when we journal it tends to always be when it's with something negative and so I have started to try um for my video diaries I still do the I don't do them as nowhere near as often but I try and do like also the good moments like the good memories because that always sticks in my mind what um you said Ashley yeah that's a good point well, not just when we're like yeah espresso depresso yeah um I also randomly had a relationship coach which was like she was just training or something so she was giving out free sessions so that worked in my favor but it wasn't so much like helping me with the breakup it was more helping me reflect on the relationship and like what I needed to learn and what I would do differently so that was quite helpful quite specific but um 
yeah, that was my list. Anything else you guys want to add? I just, I, I just wish I had that list at the time so like this is why I love this is why I love talking about it though and like mm-hmm. this stuff because this is what I needed because I didn't have any of these tools like when I went through my first breakup and it was like it was rough yeah. <laughs> it was rough so it's like if there's someone now that like this helps oh my god that would just I I would really hope so but I think you've kind of covered it in the list yeah. but for me the main the main one was like friends and then the other things were like added sprinkles on top but for me it was my circle um I feel like we've maybe covered it like but if there was like anything specific you've learned since coming out of the relationship I mean I don't even know how I could summarize it because like you said Frankie I feel like I'm a completely different person since then um but I didn't just finish the relationship then say okay that's done like I did really try and look back and see like what parts I played and stuff and like what I needed to learn going forward and um one big thing for me is that I did completely lose myself in the relationship and that was like my whole life my whole identity and so that was also part of why I felt like completely empty when it ended it was more than just oh I've lost this person I'd completely lost myself as well and it's like an ongoing thing like I feel like I really came back to myself after the relationship over a long period of time and then yeah like I have to I have to really take care in my now relationship um but it's something that I've learned and I'm much more aware of yeah I would say like in in like reflection I've realized like uh there were some things in that relationship that now I would absolutely not stand for but it I, I didn't notice it straight away like this has definitely been like after years and like after the pandemic when I started getting into personal development and like all of that I slowly started to realize like whoa like that wasn't number one what I want going forward and wasn't okay but also just like I said before, like me as a human being, like me who I was at 22 when we broke up and me now are like two completely different girls. Like I'm the same girl, but like also just just not. And I, but I, I, I think that just had to happen to me. And I think it had to be kind of that awful in order th- or else I wouldn't be where I am like now. I just, I just learned so much in the following years I I just learned who I was I didn't I think as well it wasn't just from the breakup I was just young and you just don't know who you are yet and you don't know what you you just don't know who you are and I was just figuring it out and so in a way I think the breakup came at a good time you know I was 22 I had like my late teens early 20s with this person we broke up and it was time for me to like figure out actually who I was and who I wanted to be and this world and that's what the next few years for me like were to be honest like from from what 2018 until 2022 that four years 2018 2022 was such a transitional period for me like so much happened so much growth like crazy amounts like I I look back on it now and like it was so turbulent it was such a turbulent four years but like also I look back on it with like so much love because 
it's made me who I am and I'm so grateful for it and in that four years like the thing that was always there were my friends get me through every single thing but mm-hmm. yeah I just I just learned who I was <laughs> yeah I mean like you I I think we can probably all say I wouldn't change it like I wouldn't change no. anything that's happened because <laughs> not that classic line but make sure who you are but really like I feel like everything works out and you learn the right things at the right time and blah 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 but um what about you Ash? Yeah I think for me it was the first time that I made a decision that I knew someone else didn't want but I went with what I wanted anyway and I think it's it's yeah the first time that I'd ever done that and it was scary and I think I realized that sometimes the best thing for you is you're going to have to go through something difficult you're going to need to do something difficult to get to the place where you can live as like your most full self because I was suppressing myself so much and yeah it was after after that breakup that I was like oh my god there's so much that I've not been doing that I enjoy there's there's so many things that I have put to the side because I've been consumed by this and I just realized like the power in making the right decision for yourself and I just kind of said to myself that I'll never I'll never hold back on that again I'll never I'll never you know take my time on that I'll I'll just go for it because there's there's literally you know I don't want to say there's no point in not making the decision that's best for you because you always learn like whatever decision you've made but it's so important to go with what you know is right for you and not try to keep other people happy mm-hmm. 100%. yeah I feel like obviously we're all women who are about going after your goals like going after these big crazy things but like it doesn't mean that you're not going to have hard times as well like it doesn't mean it's going to always be a great and amazing happy time and process and like breakups are a good example because say you said oh I want to be as unbelievably happy as possible you might not know it but your relationship you're in might not be what's meant for you and so you might have to go through something like really fucking sad but it is what you've asked for and like I think Mm -hmm. that's a really difficult thing sometimes and that's why hindsight is always a beautiful thing because then you look back and you're like ah that's why <laughs> like in the moment makes you're a like, bit more sense what? now but yeah in the moment you're like what the fuck? <laughs> um so I feel like we've really said what we would say to other anyone else that's going through it and stuff I feel like we've covered that um unless there's anything else you just want to add no, I think that's, I think we've kind of covered it in what we've said already. Yeah. And like the only other thing I would say to summarize is because you lose that person that was your person for everything and they become a stranger and they're no longer in your life, that person that you normally tell everything to first and that like it can feel like you're really alone and really lonely, but you're not alone. And that's why you need to mm. lean on the different people. Like maybe you have drifted from your friends or anything, but they will absolutely be there. Um, I think actually that's such a point I think I forgot because it's been such a long time for me like uh, I 
that thing of um when you you something happens and you want to tell someone and like you reach for your phone to like message your partner or ex-partner and you're like oh well they don't give a flying fuck we're not together anymore but like I can't. you have that gut yeah you literally can't like you have that gut reaction to message that person and it's that transition of finding who that or those people are when it's not that person like it's so weird when someone goes from being like you're absolutely everything to you're absolutely nothing and like you never talk to them again like it's such a crazy thing in principle like someone that you shared like you were completely yourself shared all your secrets knew everything about like that was your person that you spoke to about everything and then the next day you don't talk anymore like it's so crazy and it that is that was something actually I found really difficult that transition of who do I now speak to when I have something to say even when it's like a good thing like I'd something would happen like um I don't know I can't think of it like a good thing would happen and you want to tell someone and then I was like oh fuck and then but that's when like you said you turn back to your your friends and like they will like be there but it's just such a weird weird thing <laughs> yeah 100 percent um so there, there, there's a happy end to all the stories. Dreams do come true. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there okay. is a happy end. There is a happy end. Of course, we all learn so much. And then happens to be that in this point in time, we are all in beautiful, happy, healthy relationships. Of course, every relationship has their things. It's nothing's like picture perfect. But um, yeah, I think we can all happily say they're very healthy and yeah um, isn't it crazy like I just had a little moment there like thinking back yeah. to all our past <laughs> issues <laughs> things with like relationships us. and I'm like look at us sat here like all in like happy healthy relationships like thriving oh come on come gro- so far, guys. grown girlies I know. literally um so we don't need to speak like too much about dating because I'm sure that could be another bloody episode <laughs> I got some stories but that's for another time <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. for another time but like how would you say that that experience the relationship and everything shaped what you then went forward looking for in relationships and yeah like what would you say about that well I I didn't date for years (laughs) like I think wait the two three when was it I know so it was like two two years um and then I went on like my first date ever because the way that we got together like we didn't even date and so that was something new to navigate was actually dating in general because I had met this person when I'd met them when I was six seven sixteen seventeen 17 I met when I was 17 um and I hadn't dated up until that point like and I didn't know how to date and so I came out of this long-term relationship petrified of dating apps petrified of any being intimate with anybody else didn't like I was like so scared so I just avoided it for like two years um I remember I remember after like one year I got the dating apps or maybe not even a year um and I didn't message a single person. I just looked at them. I just looked. I, I was that. so scared. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't message anyone. 
so I delete it anyway and then so what I was really just navigating like how to date like how do I now go out into this dating world and number one like I I knew what I didn't want I kind of knew what I was looking for I was getting my head a bit more screwed on it was after the pandemic I was doing this work for myself so I started to be like right I know my worth like I know what I'm looking for but that in itself was like a whole journey like my dating journey is like the things I put up with that was a whole learning experience in itself like because I thought I knew what my boundaries were and what I wanted going into it but I didn't stick to that and I didn't even know and I, I learned through the process of that in itself but to to answer your question I I knew I kind of knew what I was looking for but I had to go on I had to then go on a separate journey of learning that for like a year and a, a year and a half I don't even know you have what? literally just taken the line that I was going to say out of my mouth like I knew <laughs> that I? what I was looking for but there was a whole journey and learning experience that yeah. I had to go on first yeah because I on paper I I could write it down of like and I did of like what I wanted <laughs> but I couldn't I I couldn't show up for that like straight away like that was all trying so much... to manifest that <laughs> I, I tried to manifest it but look I wasn't manifest it in the state I was in and like my lack of boundaries and like my people pleasing tendencies and everything else like we that was growth but I learned I, I, I learned what I didn't want and I went in and I basically I just had to navigate the dating world and eventually eventually like we got there but it it took a while <laughs> yeah yeah same for me uh, I yeah I had to well I had been on dates because I'd met my ex online but I, I hadn't been on like rubbish dates do you know not rubbish dates but do you know like those dates where you're like this is not this is not it this is this you know you, you're realizing you're like what am I doing like this is not this is not it um <laughs> no no not aligned um so yeah I had to go on those and I went through cycles of being like fuck it I'm deleting all the dating apps and I'll get them back and then fuck it deleted them and then yeah I had my last sort of fuck it like I'm I'm not getting a dating app ever again and then I met my boyfriend so Mm. that's good (laughs) yeah um more than what I knew I was looking for I knew what I wasn't looking for maybe and Mm -hmm. But there was even like random things like I don't know my now boyfriend would just he was very like open and like forthcoming with how he was feeling and like I never had to do any guessing like I just knew that he felt exactly the same as me and we were on the same page and I thought oh this is how it's meant to feel because the start of my yeah. um first relationship uh was like red flags galore but I was just swooping right away I was like no 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 but when you have like (laughs) nothing to go by because you've never had like a proper relationship before you don't know you just think oh it's really normal Mm -hmm. and I also remember things like in my previous relationship and because you don't share any of the bad things with anybody like I just thought oh I think it's just normal though like you just have to compromise in relationships so there were so many things I didn't know how unhealthy they were until I started speaking about it after the relationship ended yeah. um so like yeah I did have like 
certain different specific things that I really noticed but yeah it was mostly like a feeling like I think well we all read this book what's it called again higher love higher love higher love (laughs) yeah and I think a lot of what she said is like how you feel with somebody is so important like they could be everything on paper that you said you wanted but like if you're just not if you don't have that um feeling I don't know what she said but it is so much a feeling thing and that it just felt so natural with um, my now boyfriend my now boyfriend I don't know that feels weird that book is that book that book is the bible if you've broken up with someone if you're like get it but like, I tried to that. read you might it. not be I tried to read it during the breakup and that was no good I wasn't no. reading it I was just about to say you need to leave it a little bit because it also then gets to the bit about dating like you may have to read it in segments because you're not going to be prepared for all of it at once but like that book is the the best the best read it is it's so helpful that even helped like that the, the relationship I'm talking about in this podcast like that book even though I read it in 2021 helped me realize things and like get like even though I was you know of course I was over it by that point but it helped me sort of get through things by reading that book and doing the exercises Mm -hmm. as well as other things as well like oh my god I could have done with that book a few years earlier like (laughs) this just is so good and like you said Georgia just to go off your point a second ago about how there's no guessing I think that is like one thing I would say like to anybody going forward in relationships um is like you should never have to guess how someone feels about you like if you're like that's a red flag and I didn't know that and when you like you said Georgia when you have someone where they're so openly open with you and communication is like on point and you're not guessing how they feel about you and you feel like you know what's going on like that's how it should be so if you're not feeling that like get out go if you don't know how somebody feels then you know that's your answer yeah those yeah. red flags are a way then literally okay right so that concludes breakup episode it's been a, it's been a long one it's, it's yeah. definitely been the longest one but do you know do you know what as well I feel like I could still talk for like another two hours so do I I feel like I've still got a lot more content in me um but I've got a question that I ask all the guests but first I just want to say thank you because this has been yeah very like vulnerable you've both been so open and though like we love talking about it and like this is what we wish we we could hear we could have heard back then like it is such like a vulnerable time in our lives so I just really appreciate you guys speaking openly and I just hope that if this is out in the world there might be somebody that might listen that's feeling how we were and just know that you are not alone it is Mm -hmm. we've all got to go through it at some point I think and not to be cheesy but it does get better it does Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, right so my question for everyone is what's one way this week that you don't have your shit together I'll go first I briefly actually talked about this to the girls before we started recording um, I've got an easy answer I literally had I was having a mental breakdown the other day <laughs> the day before yesterday I just 
guys, I just cried. I was just having, I, I felt like I, I was overwhelmed to do with like some career stuff. And I, I was just, I couldn't stop crying. And then it kept me up at night. And then I was thinking about all these, like my brain couldn't switch off, couldn't sleep, then had a terrible sleep. And you know, that, but that's normal. Like I have one of those days, like at least once a month, like <laughs> at least. So it was just, you know, something to go through, but I'm very lucky that I now have a very supportive partner who just held me for a while while I cried. And he's like, do you want to talk about it? And I was like, no, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> He's like, okay. But yeah, that's why I haven't got my shit together this week. Um, There you go. No, it was yeah. so funny because she came on Zoom and then I said, how are you, Frankie? And she says, yeah, I'm all right. I mean, I had a mental breakdown the other day, but yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> I feel like that, um, that just represents me. Yeah, I'm fine. But like this happened. <laughs> okay, Ashley, what about you? So a way I don't have my shit together this uh this week right now in life, yeah, in life. is I I cannot stop falling asleep on the sofa like I I like I I can't I just can't I'm sorry like when I when I sit on the sofa after my dinner and I cuddle into my boyfriend that's me like Ashley has left the chat I'm I'm not I'm not here anymore I am out for the count like. I am such a snuggly girl that I, the minute, literally, the minute my head is like on his chest, that's me out. And then I I can't get up. Like, I don't actually remember like getting up and then going back to sleep on the couch. And then I wake up at like midnight and I'm like, oh my God, I need to go into my bed, but it's so far away and I'm so tired and I hate it and I need to get up early and I beat myself up about it. And I know it sounds like a really trivial, silly little thing, but it really pisses me off to it because I love a wee, like, nice early night journal before bed. But I keep doing it recently. So um, I think I'm just, like, a little bit a little bit burnt out. So I think I need to, you know, have my early nights and stuff. And if I had my shit together, I would be all over those early nights, but I don't. And, yeah, that's, that's, one, that's one way. Um, <laughs> but you've only asked me for one but I could give you many more yeah I keep, I keep realizing that I need to actually think of ones before I do the interviews one that I've got that's a wee bit embarrassing to be honest is that the foster dog I have like if she gets like excited she does a wee dribble of pee and like there's definitely been there. a dribble of pee in my bed but I'm just like sleeping in it still <laughs> It's she's only little, so it's only a little bit, little bit. Of pee. It's just a little dribble. It's not where I actually sleep, but I'm like, there's that stain. But I'll change mm-hmm. it soon. But stupid me, I've got white bedding, so white bed and dog. It's not a good combination. No. What's a little bit of a yellow stain on some white bedding? Between you know, friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because you love your puppy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Something actually I wanted to say just to conclude is like. I'm realizing it as we're talking and as you guys are saying you don't have your shit together things. It's like for you maybe don't even know, but for a lot of our friendship, like I always saw you girls like in our group, like above me in terms of like, oh, they've always got their shit together. And like, what is it about me? 
that like and I think a lot of it was when I was still drinking like I really was the worst so that was a big part of it but then even after like I would just have like a lot of moments I would come visit you guys in Edinburgh and I'd be like right Georgia what the fuck are you doing all your friends have got their shit together and you don't and that's like a story I had for so long mad isn't it Georgia come on now you know we don't have come on now <laughs> no especially when I was like don't get me wrong when I was living in Edinburgh I had like some of the like it was like the best two years like after the pandemic but the amount of breakdowns I had the amount of times like trust trust me when I say when I was living in Edinburgh I did not have my shit together I don't have it together now but like just because you pointed out the time that you'd come visit us or whatever I'm thinking I remember that time very differently. <laughs> yeah. I know. And Georgia, deep down, you do know we don't have our shit together because we're one of the first guests on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. But yeah. I don't think anyone has their shit together. And no. if you're offended by that, then I don't know. I don't know what so to be say. It. So be no, it. totally. But yeah, well, thanks so much, girls. I thank you. you. I know. Thanks for having us. Oh God, I'm. I feel so grateful, and so grateful you guys would speak about this with me. I mean, I could speak about it alone, but you know, it's nicer with your with your gals, um, your different perspectives as well. But before we finish, let everyone know where they can find you guys and find the podcast and everything. Go ahead. So our podcast is the Gorgeous Gorgeous Girls podcast. You can type that in Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Um, where else? You can also find us on TikTok at Gorgeous Gorgeous Girls Pod. We're going to be posting more actively on there in the coming weeks. That is our plan. Um, but we do post um very regularly our podcast on Spotify and Apple. It's usually once a week. But me and Ashley are kind of go with the flow. But usually once a week kind of thing but we've got 70 episodes there already for you to dive in and listen to um we talk about all sorts of things <laughs> we cover we cover it we cover it all it's just literally me and Ashley having a chat if you like to just listen to podcasts where you feel like you're just sitting down with your besties that's literally what it is and we just have a little chin wag and uh we love to talk to you guys and yeah it's it's a fun time over there so please come come along and listen we'd, we'd love it yeah it's yeah. amazing and it was so good for me when I was like working away and stuff because I felt like I always had you guys in my pocket um <laughs> but also let them know how they can find you personally personally uh you, well, you not find literally find you. <laughs> um, in Scotland <laughs> let me just give you my address so you can come on over <laughs> no, um, no. Uh, personally you can find me Probably the the only interesting place to find me is on Instagram at Ashley Sutherland. I used to do um TikToks, but I've not really done that in ages. Don't add me on Facebook and I've <laughs> not I've not um I've not posted a tweet in very long or an ex. So, so yeah follow me on instagram um because nowhere else is really that interesting you can find me on instagram 
at Frankie Minnick and also on TikTok at Frankie Minnick. I'm more active on TikTok. That's where you're going to find me. That's where it's more entertaining. Instagram, I just post sometimes pictures of my life and share some things, but I'm not as active on there. So if you actually want to see what I'm doing in my life, um, probably go to TikTok. Uh, yeah. She's a TikTok girly. She's a TikTok girly. Amazing. Well, thank you both. I love you lots. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Don't forget to follow the show on TikTok and Instagram at Don't Have My Shit Podcast. And if you loved the episode, it would mean the world to me if you could share a wee post on your story or share it with friends you think will love it too. If you feel so inclined, a review would also make me the happiest gal in the world. But most importantly, thank you for being here and I'll see you next week.